and welcome to the Cosmic Prayer. I'm Laura Topper and you, if you are here right now, you are joining me and our super guest this week on New Thought Media Network. I'm very excited to be here in conversation again, talking about prayer, understanding prayer, getting a deeper realization of prayer for myself. And as we share this together, every week with a different inspirational guest that I'm inviting here on to into this conversation. I know that this understanding is unfolding for me and for each of us. And so today I am just feeling so, so grateful and humbled to be in the presence of our next guest who is joining us all the way from Dallas. She's the co-spiritual director and senior minister of CSL Dallas, along with her wife. They have created an incredible community that serves with love and that so many people, that reaches so many people um, and uh, their community is, is one that is so exciting. I'm just very excited to hear more about their community and how this has come and shaped um, into reality. Doctor, um, a reverend, sorry, Doctor Petra Fry is Reverend Karen Fry's um, uh, wife, and together they have an incredible way of ministering, where they serve with love, absolutely from their hearts. And Reverend Karen, her daily practice and her primary practice is be love, pass it on, and that's what we're going to be doing right now as we feel this love in our hearts. So I'm going to bring Reverend Karen up here onto the screen and into the Cosmic Prayer. Welcome here today, Reverend Karen. It's so great to be with you. It is great to be with Welcome you, Laura. Thank prayer. you. <laughs> How is it in Dallas? Dallas is wonderful right now. We're, uh, we've got beautiful weather. We're going to get a little cold here in a few days. We're disappointed. It doesn't look like we're going to get snow flurries, but that's okay. But we are doing exceptionally well here in Dallas, Texas. Thank you for inviting me to be with you. Yeah. Well, it's it's wonderful to be here with you and to be connecting like this. Dr. Petra has been on to the Cosmic Prayer, and we talked about you. And I just feel really grateful that you're here right now to share your idea of prayer and how prayer informs your life. And so I'm going to ask that question just right here from the get-go. You know, how does prayer inform your life? Well, you know, prayer informs my life a lot different than it used to. If if I can, you know, go back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, before I found Science of Mind, which is basically the science of consciousness, I like to say, um, I was praying, you know, to a God outside of me and uh, I was begging and asking and pleading and beseeching and sometimes bargaining like, okay, if you'll do this for me, I'll do that. And, and um, I came into the science of mind. I just had my 15 year anniversary on January 14th of 2007. Where thank Happy you. anniversary. Thank you. Oh, that's amazing. Um, isn't that amazing? <laughs> I, I remember the day. Uh, it, it changed my life that day when the night before someone told me about some place in Oakland, California, and said I needed to go the next morning, and I did. And the voice inside of me said, this is it. Get busy now. And I had never heard of science of mind, religious science, Ernest Holmes, right. uh, any of that. I'd read a few new thought books. So this is going to be a little bit longer answer. But but in there, right. two days later, I jumped into what we call foundations, which is that starting class, right? Foundations mm -hmm. class. And that's where I learned this amazing spiritual technology, the greatest spiritual technology, I believe, on the planet um, called spiritual mind treatment. And I learned the five steps and how to do spiritual mind treatment and very, very different than the way that I'd been praying before affirmative prayer. And um, yeah, it took me a bit to understand it. It took me a bit to, you know, start using it. And um, I'll never forget my anchor moment. It was my first 
true anchor moment. I, I believe in anchor moments. These are things that when they happen, it's like an anchor. So no matter where my sailboat might go, you know, streaming across the ocean, I use this anchor to bring me back to the truth, the spiritual truth, the reality of life and how it works. And my first anchor in, in affirmative prayer was uh, I lived in the hills of Oakland, California and went down to my former uh, community, Oakland Center, CSL. And um, there are these California poppies, orange, bright orange California poppies all along the road, you know, from my place to their place. And even in the parking lot, there they had these California poppies. And after that particular Sunday, service i remember going out to the end of the parking lot and looking upon these california poppies and i was like man i want those in my garden now you can't pick (laughs) on they're protected in california yeah and so i went back home and i had a hundred foot english garden which i think you can appreciate right like this hundred english garden and i stood on a railroad tie and no one in my neighborhood had poppies And I stood on that railroad tie and I did a spiritual mind treatment for California poppies in my garden, did that affirmative prayer and did it and like, boom. And so it is. And I walked away and I didn't think about it again. And a year later, I was standing on that same railroad tie and it finally occurred to me looking at that garden that there were these orange California poppies everywhere in my garden oh my word and and <laughs> they haven't been there for a few months but it had not connected like i'm on right. this road by and this is a year later and i did not plant the poppies i you know nothing maybe a bird flew over and dropped a poop on you know or yeah. i have no idea and i still don't know and i don't need to know but that no. was my first true anchor moment that i went really okay so this stuff we say here tsrw and i'm i you may have to bleep this now i'm kidding but we do say this stuff really works this yeah <laughs> and we don't but we say this stuff really works or this science really works or this spirituality really works tsrw and um and that was my first anchor moment and from there what that did for me is it created so much belief that I believe that this works like this fully works. It doesn't matter what it is. It works and it works every time. So of course we can't wait for the manifestation to occur, to get the belief. That's the paradox. I have to have the belief in order to get the manifestation and everybody's like, well, prove it. And then I'll believe. Well, actually, you've got to believe it to actually Before prove you it. see it. Once, once you believe it, it's done unto you as ye believe, right? The master teacher, once one believes it, then it it must. It's proven. And then the belief gets deeper, wider, stronger. Guess what happens? More proof. Then more belief. And then more proof. But it can't be proof, then belief. And so this was my first anchor moment. So anytime I sort of waffle and wiggle inside of myself, when I do a spiritual mind treatment, I'm like California poppies. Right. Right. And, and I can, and I will share as, as many as you want to know, but I I mean, from, um, I I use it all the time. I, I sometimes go periods where I don't do affirmative prayer for myself, which is crazy. Um, and I'm reminded like, oh, Karen, you know, you could just do this because um, I I love this this thing. I, and I, I'm so excited about this topic. I, I'm glad I get to talk about it. Um, this is the way that Jesus prayed. And it is um, ask and ye shall receive. The root word of ask is actually claim and declare. See, ask so claim and declare that's what he was doing lazarus come out lazarus anyway you know come out um it was get up and walk and so 
I, over the years, and I've used this now for 15 years, which my life is the best life imaginable thanks to it. Um, over the years, I would sort of feel like I was asking, you know, in the beginning, and then it was like, I would, I would use some words like, well, I, you know, I know, but now as I've progressed, I have no issue saying I claim it. I declare yes. it. And by the way, where I'm at now is I command it. I, I command yes. the, the seas to still, right? I command. And, and that's been my journey. Um, and I just, I just want to add, add in ahead. there because it's really interesting what you're saying. Sometimes when I, when I'm giving a treatment or when I'm saying a treatment for myself, I know I'm not putting in that conviction that Ernest Holmes talked about. I'm doing it. It's like by rote, and I'm just okay. You know, you, um, recognize, unify, and and even then, it maybe if I'm not doing it exactly as that, but I'm not. And then there are times. I hope more times than not when I really go for it and I feel it and I and I understand what he meant by that, you know, feeling that conviction and without the feeling it's it's not happening. And I feel a connection in me. And it's almost as if I'm so convinced in myself that this has happened already, that it's just going to it's and and it really allowed me to see that. I don't have to even say too many words. Right. When I can get to that place, I'm it's beautiful and conjure that up again and again. It's then I know it's it's this believing it, this place of believing. It's the yeah, uh, it's that he calls it the fire in the belly, right? The fire in the belly, yes. <laughs> and it is, it's uh and people have different expressions of that fire in the belly mine i'm i'm very kinesthetic and i'm, I'm yeah. very enthusiastic i'm big energy i'm gregarious some people might yeah. say whatever um and i used to try to stifle and and squish and hide and uh, suppress and i don't do that anymore um good and so my, <laughs> no and so my fire yeah. in the belly is very fiery and i loved what you said laura yes when I first started again on that in the beginning of this 15 year journey now, I used a lot of words. I don't use as many anymore. I am so, right. I don't like people that do a treatment for me. Like, you know, and I have a Sangha, which is a, a prayer group and all that. Oh boy, they go off and wander and say all this stuff. And I'm like, that's not what I asked for. You know, really, I want you to be precise, precision, precision, and just go for it. And so I do use less words now. And I have key phrases for me, right. like anchor phrases now, um, for that fire in the belly. Um, when I first oh. started and when we're taught, you know, the second unification, um, I'm one with God or I'm one with spirit or the universal presence, the thing itself, whatever someone chooses to call it. Um, I'll never forget when I was moving into my second year of practitioner training, I, we had a mock panel and, and I thank Reverend Sharon Dunn for this forever. And that mock panel, she said, how about you drop the word with and only use the word as, as. and it changed everything. You know, I'm one as spirit that with, uh, is a subtle duality, right? But when we, yeah. when we're starting out and with our training wheels and, you know, we're just doing this, that with is important because even being one with something can be a stretch, but especially time, if we've come from a place of begging and beseeching and then with feels like in companion, there's a, there's a companion here and it's working with me. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and yet over time it's as right. Um, um, and, um, and then another big, I, I don't think I do a single spiritual mind treatment without saying I am that I am again, a master teacher, mm -hmm. um, very key phrase. Um, you know, I am that I am right. And so there are certain phrases 
that it's like, yeah, there's my fire in the belly when I say that. Um, Petra taught me something uh, the past in the past, I say two years, there was yet another another way for me to deepen and expand in this thing. And I used to say, by the power and the authority of fill in the blank, but by the, um, I, you know, it's, it's been, it's so removed. I don't know that I can bring it back up, but I used to say, I, um, let's say by the power of the Christ consciousness, I speak this word, right? I guess I didn't say okay. authority, but by the power of the Christ consciousness, I speak this word. And she said, why do you think that you need someone else's authority or power in order to speak this word? And that too took me to a whole nother level, like the word as and dropping with. So I don't do that anymore. I say, I speak this word, right? I don't have to right. say my word. You know, it's this word and the word is made flesh. This is all the master teaching, the way he prayed and wanted to teach people how to pray. Ernest Holmes was so brilliant that he put it in a way that could be taught, replicated and duplicated. And I think the powerful thing is to continue. I mean, it, it for me, it's that continuing to read and to learn and to and to understand rather than think that I know it right now and the way I do it is 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 good enough because we grow, don't we? And we expand just like you are saying and and uh, Dr. Petra brought that up for you. It's so important to stay open to polish that diamond of yeah. because it, and ultimately we're getting to the feeling and the conviction for the demonstration of knowing that we are expanding in our awareness of who we are, of the connection that's always here. And when I got to that place a couple of years ago, and I was invited by my uh, spiritual mentor here in the UK, Reverend Anya, she said, just do the first two stages of treatment for a while and see how that works for you. And it was the most amazing experience because I realized that I actually was realizing without realizing, <laughs> That's right. without consciously doing it, I was doing it. And it was really powerful for me. Yeah, you bring up another beautiful point. That's all that Joel Goldsmith did, by the way. He only right. did those first two steps. He didn't even, you know, when his clients, he would be sitting at his desk wherever, and then his clients would be somewhere else physically, right? And he would say hello, and they would start to try to tell him something. He, he was like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know these details. I especially do right. that when it comes to physical things. No, no, don't tell me the diagnosis or what the problem is or what the, don't, you know, just tell me what you want. What is your mental equivalent ultimate outcome? And that's all he would do. And he would only do the first two steps. That's it. Because that is really, right. isn't that what you're saying? That is the prayer. Yeah. That everything that prayer. I recognize and know about this thing that, how can I even describe it? But everything that I know and that I am it. That's really it. The prayer. That's could be. That's that's really interesting what you've just told told us about uh, Joel Goldsmith and the way that he didn't allow any conversation to come in that would have planted. Uh, that's a, that's amazing. That's so powerful because it's it can be very um, you know in a practitioner session it can be that we want to go into that conversation and go into the story and yet that's where we're trying to remove ourselves from <laughs> the story. Yeah, I especially <laughs> learned that when I went through the diagnosis of breast cancer, uh, with myself. And, um, that was another big anchor moment in my life. Cause then my life depended on, um, affirmative prayer working for me. And I, and I how knew... did you, I didn't want to mention, I mean, I was waiting for you to bring that forward into the conversation because that's your personal journey. And it's really, um, beautiful of you to share this right now. 
So I just wondered how you, um, yes, talk about it freely as much as you like, because I think for anybody listening right now, to have an understanding of really how treatment can work for our health, for our own consciousness, and to see that demonstration in our body when something is happening. Yes. Um, so to give you a, a, a backdrop story very quickly, I had been in a, a prior relationship where my partner got a diagnosis of breast cancer and went through a horrific, I mean, horrific journey. Okay. So I was with her on that journey and I had lived with that um, for several years. And, and if one can think of worst case scenarios, and I'm not talking dying, she, you know, but I'm just saying it was horrific. And one of the things that she really talked about was she had to have a needle biopsy and just, it was the most painful thing in the whole wide world. And so I had a history of hearing things, right? Mm -hmm. Also had a history with my grandmother having breast cancer. And um, I will say, and be very honest, I, I will say that um, to know that 90% of the time, things come up in our bodies that we had nothing to do with. Okay. It just happens. We live in an environment now with so many pesticides and on and on and on. Okay. So just let go of the thought that you create all your reality. We're in a collective group as well. So I'm going to yeah. say that very clearly before I share this. In that relationship, we were having problems in the relationship. And there were times, and this is being very honest and open, there were times that I actually had some thoughts with feelings re repeating, okay, not just once or twice, that if I got breast cancer, the relationship would be better. Like if I got in the boat with her, sort of like some people want children to make the marriage or whatever. So yeah. I, you know, so so that relationship ended um that's a whole nother thing because i had a big mystical experience that changed my life and then four days later i ended that 11-year relationship before we were going to get married but um and i had not had a mammogram for several years and then i a peter asked me to come do ministry with her in dallas so i moved to dallas and seven months into dallas and i'm just hitting ground and I'm in my stride and I've, you know, been drinking from a fire hose and I'm good. And here we go. I feel like I'm launching finally seven months in. I got the diagnosis on my birthday. And um, I had found a little spot in my breast and it didn't feel right. And, and when they put me through this, they said, yes, this is breast cancer. So I immediately went, uh-huh. So I had to do deep forgiveness work. I want to be clear on myself because I knew the thoughts. I had lived in the thoughts. I'd been with the thoughts. So, so anyway, when that happened and it went from mammogram within an hour, it went from mammogram to ultrasound to now he's saying needle biopsy. You get where my mind could have gone? Yes. Okay. That was the yes. first spiritual mind treatment I did right then in the moment i did a okay. spiritual mind treatment for this is a no thing needle biopsy like and i hate right. needles i can't stand right. them and i'd heard how hard this was going to be and i was like no i mean i just went no that's not my reality so um that's very important sometimes you have to get on the big universal knee like no mm -hmm. it was like this is easy i don't even feel the prick of the needle etc cetera, etc cetera. i did a spiritual mind treatment for that he did a needle biopsy on me i did not feel a thing actually he didn't even do it correctly Ooh. he said so he had to do it twice oh oh no <laughs> and you didn't but feel i'm just telling you i didn't feel a thing and so then I went, okay, so I use spiritual mind treatment the whole way. But the reason why I brought this up, um, and so I did, you know, like I am cancer free, uh, and I had to also do certain things. My eating habits changed overnight. I got rid of all the junk, all the crap, 
no sugar, no white flour, only organic, no coffee. You know, I was like, okay, um, yeah. I'm going to do this. And uh, I got support and, and, um, but I saw an MRI and this is why I don't want to hear details when there's physical things. When okay. my eyes saw an MRI that I literally had 10 tumors, not just one, but I had 10 in my left breast. I couldn't unsee those 10 tumors. So I could not in my own self get to, this could just go away with nothing. That wasn't my mental equivalent. Right. So I say that because if I had to do it all over again, I probably wouldn't have let the doctor show me the MRI. The MRI, right? And to be clear, to be clear that this is not a spiritual bypass because you were doing no. the work, you were yes. doing the forgiveness, you were doing yeah. that deep dive. Oh, I, I used all the tools. I used affirmations. I'm one with God. I'm totally healthy. I must, I still say that today, millions of times I did, you know, affirmations. I did big forgiveness work on myself and my immediate yeah. family and anybody else, right? Uh, that ex-partner, I just had to do deep spirit, you know, and, but then I talked to a doctor that wasn't my doctor who had gone through it. Someone in our community, I told the community, there's a, there's a talk. If you want to see it, it's really good. It's called unexpected blessing. On the unexpected CSL blessing. Yes. Okay. It was an unexpected blessing for my life on the CSL Dallas YouTube channel. It's called unexpected blessing. And if you want to see a really fun one, a few years later, mm -hmm. it was called Unexpected Blessing Part Two. And that's when Peter and I say we fell in love. Okay. So, oh, okay. <laughs> really, both of them are great. So, <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, so I, so just to be clear, I uh, spoke to a doctor and I said, okay, I made a decision to have a mastectomy, um, but I wanted nothing else afterwards. Like nothing. And right, no medication. No, no, no radiation, no chemo, and everybody okay. gets to make their own decisions in their own body. And I was not even in a relationship. It was just me, me, me. And I got to make my own decisions. And I worked with a natural doctor, a naturopath. And, yeah. I, you know, I did everything as much as I could naturally. And I used Western medicine. We believe in it all. Right. And um, I have a whole nother thing about chemo and their books. And I was like, that is not going into my body at all. And, and so I asked this doctor, okay, what is the best possible outcome from your medical? She wasn't my doctor. I asked someone else, you know, what is the best? She said, you want after the mastectomy, you want no uh, lymph nodes to be removed. You want great margins and you want nothing else to happen. And that became my mental equivalent. Okay. I said that, that I can do. That's my mental equivalent. And that's what I did treatment for. And I even invited the day of the surgery. I visually saw, I imagined it like a party. I was like, all those cancer cells, come on. And we got free beer and good food. And there's this landing pad. And what you're going to do is you're all going to come over to the landing pad. And the spaceship is going to lift you up, meaning the, the surgery, right? And hey, you're all gone and there's no lymph nodes taken. There's great margins and there's nothing else. And that's what I got. And it saved my life. And I never oh, fear cancer. Wow. I never fear cancer anymore. And I never said that I was a survivor. I'm a thriver. Right. You know, people right. in culture, we fight cancer. I didn't fight it. I embraced yeah. it. What are you here to teach me? What are the gifts you can bring to me? And it brought me, the, the breast is a very nurturing part of our body, right? We don't, yeah. women especially, don't nurture ourselves. Right. I hadn't fully loved myself. I hadn't fully, how could I fully love myself if I wanted breast cancer to make a relationship better? You know, things right. like that. Right. So I, I used it all. I used it all, Laura, and um, and I began to love myself fully and completely and thank God because then I found my soulmate because I fully loved me. I could fully be in relationship with me. It was the greatest blessing. Breast cancer was one of the greatest blessings of my life, and I used it as that from the get-go. This is, I'm, 
I'm so humbled. I'm so grateful that you're here right now speaking like this because you are an absolute um, example of how to take responsibility for ourselves, for our lives, and to use this practice, which is more than a practice. It's It can be our, our way of life, our way of seeing and, and being and navigating life. And to, because you mentioned that word a couple of times, that, that phrase, mental equivalent. It's not talked about a lot, mental equivalent, in our in our everyday kind of, you know, when we hear um, talks, I don't hear that phrase a lot. And yet I love that phrase. Yes. Because it's it really is a determinant of our beliefs and what we believe and where we put our own set points. And we don't even know most of the time where that set point is until we look at the outer of our lives and we see something that isn't as we really want it to be. And I just really love it that you said you looked at you created a new mental equivalent. You were creating a whole new container that was outside of what you thought was the old container and that was the space for the new to come through and the healing to happen it's beautiful yeah thank you so powerful yeah, it was a beautiful journey um and uh, anytime fear would come up again um i remember uh beforehand i was working out i was doing chin-ups <laughs> And I would, you know, I'd start going into fear and my mantra right there. I'm one with God. I'm totally healthy. I'm one with, and I could actually do more chin-ups because right. I was in that, that affirmation, that mantra. Right. And I would just do that until the fear went away and like, no, this is not my reality. And that also helped me. I really believe in infinite wisdom is when, is within each of us, and we are each an individualized expression of this one, which means you are so different than me. So mm -hmm. when things were presented to me post-surgery and suggested that I need to do, and they showed the bar graphs and the statistics, I went to infinite wisdom within me and the books came to me so that I could feel comfortable. I'd also been a, in medical devices and all that prior to becoming a minister. I was in sales. And so I knew how to read medical studies. I had everything that I needed to know that when the stuff came and the suggestions came to me, what to do post-surgery, I could reach into my infinite wisdom and know what was mine to do and certainly what was mine not to do. And um, because we're each individualized expression. So don't clump me in with all the other mm. women and here are the statistics. And I rise above statistics. That's yeah. how I made more money in the recession in 2008, thanks to science of mine. I, I'm like, I don't care if there's a recession going on. They say this stuff works. I'm going to put it into practice. <laughs> you know, I'm going to focus on what it is. And I'm not going to talk about a recession. I'm not going to, you know. And and so this stuff really does work. And I'm so passionate about it. I want so many people, for each person to know that the infinite wisdom is within us. And yes, I can listen to a doctor, but that doctor doesn't know better than me. Oh, you know what? Now you, I would, I'm going to put you on the large screen and I'd just like you to repeat this because this needs to be shouted out. And Oh, I've put... Screen. Sorry about that. It's me. Like, so, so infinite wisdom is me. Infinite wisdom is everything that I am. I mean, this infinite intelligence is omnipresent and it's omnipresent within me. So I get to um, listen to those and things outside of me and resources and all of that. But then I get to tap into that infinite wisdom within me and go, what is best for me, this individualized expression? And then I make that choice. I make that decision. And once I make that choice and that decision, then I'm going to claim and cl declare that this is highest and best good for me. And I'm going to move from that place. And I'm actually not going to question it. My surgeon actually dropped me as a patient because I would not take a drug that she suggested for 10 years. Um, 
and said, you know, we're going to arm wrestle over this, but I read the studies and I'm like, there's no way in the world I'm going to take this drug. And, and so I didn't. And she said, well, then you can't be my patient. I'm like, great. But she was the best surgeon I could find. So I used her for what I needed, right? I, I will share. I had that. to come back in at that point because that was that when you said that, I was like, hang on a minute, your surgeon actually dropped you because they yeah. were not, she was not actually honoring Because your I wasn't going to follow what she for thought yourself. was best. And this and, is and that's thing. okay. I mean, but, this is beyond yeah. prayer. But and and I will say, um, my body, listen to our bodies, because our body, our physical body is giving us signals every day. It does. I don't listen to it sometimes. So I eat something I'm not supposed to. And then of course, what happens? And, and then I'm not happy because <laughs> I thought the hamburger or the sugar or the whatever was going to be better. And yeah. So our bodies are telling us, they give us signals. And if we don't listen, because it's intelligence, it's the one yes. body of life and it's going, listen. So when I got to the decision about chemo or not, which they were recommending four months of that, um, and when I was cancer free, but I, I was like, I was reading the book that was talking about this and my body was on fire. Right. And, I, and, and because it was talking about a very specific chemo drug and it named it and it said, this is called the red death in chemo based <sighs> by people that give it the red death. And, and like, by all means, what this doctor was saying, by all means, whatever you do, do not take this. And my body was just on fire. And I went, surely not. And I walked over to the paper to, to where they said what they wanted me to take. And it was the first drug they wanted me to have. And I went, oh, no, <laughs> no. So, but see all that infinite wisdom and my body was telling me. And so our bodies just tune in. That's why I love, I believe in kinesiology and all of that, because yes. our body, sometimes I can't hear what my body's saying, but someone else can hear what my body's saying and right. all of that. And so the point is, is I used treatment and there was another key thing about this whole journey along the way, Petra, as my friend, she was a friend and co-minister at that point. We weren't, uh, we hadn't fallen in love and gotten together. Uh, she helped me as did other three other women friends, um, two practitioners, one member of our community and Petra. Well, anyway, at some point she said, have you done the universal no? And, and, and I said, what do you mean? And, you know, it's like that Kali just, that goddess you just just you just the big sword and i actually have a joe cotta stick like a, a staff and i went no i haven't and so i'm like no this this um this is not going to stop my ministry this is not going to stop my healthy life i love to hike and this and this and this and this and so i got in the middle of my living room never forget it and I did a spiritual mind treatment with that huge denial. And it was like, no, like really hell no, really like, no, this is not the reality of my life. And I think that was the moment where cancer broke away from me, meaning this. Wow. Was I can so feel it from Denial. We don't use denials much in spiritual mind treatment. Like get your huge denial on and say, no way. This felt like Gandalf, you know, in the movie where he strikes his staff, you it. shall not pass. And get your like no on. You know. But you know what? Hold on. I'm just gonna be on the big screen again. <laughs> okay, so don't forget when you're doing your affirmative prayers and spiritual mind treatment like there are times when something's up that you don't want in your life you must be like gandalf and strike your staff and say you shall not pass you've got to do that huge denial like that universal no like no and and that's what i did i'm like no you are not welcome here and oh, and I got to say something else. I have to get it because it's right over here, Laura. Go on. <laughs> I love this. My, my best tool 
you know oh, what this is, right? Of course bachelor. I do. So for any of you, I, I mean, really, for any of you that have anything to do with the physical body, any of you practitioners, any of you ministers that are working with people that have to do with the physical body, um, it's probably going to open up to it. But there's a chapter called Physical Perfection. <laughs> it's called physical perfection continued right and in physical perfection continued he has all of these various things well, uh, fatigue uh, vision if you have some sight issues read vision constipation if you're constipated you know and you can go on and on feet and legs but there's one in here on page 234 and 235 called false growths, tumors, cancer, gallstones. I use this all the time for people. I use right. this for me. And it says, and I love this. He says, he says, declare. And you find what really resonates with you. But listen to this. And this can be used for anything. I love this. Declare. Divine love within me removes from my consciousness every thought unlike God or good, if you want to say. In my physical body, there is only room for perfection because that thought which is sustaining and nourishing my body is aware only of perfection. Nothing can come into being except from the one creative mind and nothing can flourish unless there is something to nourish it. Mm. Accordingly, mm. I know that my thought does and not so sustain any false growth, either consciously or unconsciously originated. Hey, anybody got any kind of little false growth? It's like, do that. Nothing within me consciously or subconsciously, right? And as a minister, as a practitioner, when I'm doing a treatment, I say that because it's about my consciousness, not yours. Yes. The thing is, though, not though, the thing is, Reverend Karen here, Reverend Karen Fry from, from Dallas, <laughs> bursting through the airwaves here on the Cosmic Prayer on New Thought Media Network. I'm just, so, this is amazing. Um, I just want to say, I'm feeling your, your whole, I mean, your conviction and your, your knowing and your faith and your belief. That is something that we work on because it's not always you know, for someone in the beginning stage of spiritual mind treatment, if there's anybody watching right now or later on who maybe hasn't done this before, or maybe I'm watching you and thinking, oh my gosh, I want that. <laughs> it, it takes a work in progress though, isn't it? To get to that point where we so believe. That's why I shared my journey. But yeah. guess what? You can ride on the coattails of my faith and my belief. Yes. Yes. I wrote Thank on the you. coattails of people. I mean, I trusted That's the ministers right. and practitioner 15 years ago who said this stuff works. I, yeah. I, you know, I'm like, okay, I believe that it does. You know, um, it's like not prove me now, but prove me wrong. I believe yeah. it. I'm going to go into this, believe in this. And, and it does take a little bit, but it's just like I was an, I used to be a softball player as a kid. Once you swing that bat and hit a home run, you have that memory within you, right? Your anchor. Your anchor. And that's why I'm saying get an anchor. It can be for yeah. anything. It can be, oh, well, if you can get a parking place, yeah, you can be cancer free or go into St. Chapelle in Paris, France, when you're in the longest line and you know it closes. And even, this was another thing. When the guy, I walk, I get out of line and I walk up to the where we're going to get our ticket. And I'm like, hey, I'm way back there. And you close at 530. Do you think we're going to make it? And he went, I've worked here six years. No, you're not going to make it. What did I do? I went back to the back of the line with Petra and two practitioners that are our best friends. And I said, ready, let's do spiritual yeah. mind treatment because it was our last day in Paris that we get into St. Chapelle Cathedral right now. And yes, I have seen it drop to my oh, knees wow. because I was inside. <laughs> we can use this for everything. And by the way, we can use this for world peace. We can use this right, right now anything going on with Russia and the Ukraine. We can use yeah. this for any kind of isms. We can use this. We can use this. 
and it's our responsibility to use it. So if not for yourself, learn how to really use this, get up and walk for humanity yes. itself. Yes. Oh, wow. I mean, this is so powerful. And the part of me that's feeling that I want to just talk about here, but I know we have, we've, we've got a little bit of time. We've got 10 minutes or so because it's knowing also that there is this divine perfection that is who we are, this spiritual perfection, which is divine. And when, when I match to that in my heart and in my mind, then I'm in that feeling. So it's, yes, we can use it and also use it to know who we are, the love that is here, the love and the law that's working right now for each of us. And for me, when I connect with that connection, that opens my heart even, even more. Yes. Yeah, that's the that's yeah. the be love, right? That's I call it boundless love. It's right. that everlasting gobstopper. It's the boundless love. And as we be that and really know that that is truly who we are. Um, so many things change um, conversations, relationships, situations, circumstances, and be that love, that boundless love. And we're that as we're speaking that word, then the great news is, is the law must work. It's just the way it mm -hmm. works. And I don't mm -hmm. even say anymore that it must say yes, because if one says it must say yes, it could say, must no. say yes, say no. Right, right. So I just know it yeah. works it all the time. It works all the time. And, and it's from that place of boundless love, that grounding in that, which, that, which is um, the greatest power, the irresistible sweep as, I mean, think of that. Nothing can stand against it. Ernest Holmes says it's the right. irresistible sweep. Nothing can stand against it. And, and so we can stand for that boundless love. We can stand as that boundless love. Um, that's the, that's the event that changed my life, changed everything in my life was that, that mystical experience. And, uh, oh. I'm happy to share that. Uh, that's a, I would love you to, we have about 10 minutes, so I don't know if that's going to be enough time to, or if you want to come back at some point and talk about I can, I can, I can, um, yeah, I can easily do that in a few minutes. I'll give you the short version. Um, and I love that, the short version. I <laughs> yeah. have one of those experiences. There is no short version. <laughs> yeah. It, it, um, I was, I was starting a ministry in the Mission District of San Francisco, and I went over to a Baha'i community to talk to the board to get a yes so I could rent their space. I got the yes, and I was on a BART um, train coming home, the, the Bay Area rapid transit, right? And I was on that coming home and I had my earbuds in like you. And I was talking to on the phone with my partner then, the one that I mentioned before. And um, and she was asking, so how did it go? And I was like, oh, so excited. So I'm walking off the, the BART train into the station and I'm talking to her. And all of a sudden within me, something said stop. And so I did. And I just stopped and she was, and I said, hang on just a second. And she was like, what? And I said, I don't know. Hang on just a second. And within a matter of seconds to the left of me, an altercation started. And, and there was some screaming starting to happen. There were two, what ended up being two uh, white women with a black woman that was the employee of the BART station, right? Uh, getting uh, screaming at her. And my partner could hear it. And I was like, just give me a second. And she was like, no, what are you doing? Don't be a hero. Cause she could hear the screaming. I'm like, would you just please let me be here now? And the phone disconnected. I thought she hung up on me. And so then I could be this boundless love. I'm telling you, it's the greatest power there is. All I did, all I did was stand mm -hmm. there and be the presence. I wasn't looking at them. I just, I was, no longer divided and I had this undivided life and I could be that love. 
I heard the, the, the altercation. The human brain was saying, I hope a security guard comes because someone could get killed here. I mean, it was that bad. And um, I just kept being that love, being that presence and just like a, a atomic love bomb. That's I just imagine it's just sweeping through this place. One of the women dropped off, but the but the other one that was really pissed off cornered the black woman in her little like, you know, the little square where you get your tickets and stuff that cornered her in there. I do know that because I could peripherally see something. And she was really it sounded like about to kill her. And then. Right like that, just like that, I heard laughing. Oh, I'm right back in this spot. It's going to make me cry again. I heard laughing, like the biggest laughter. And I heard the black woman say, that's the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me. And these two women walked out of that little square room like besties. And, um, and the last thing that happened is the woman had her back to me. And, you know, I could see like, oh, that's the woman. And I'm, I, you know, I was just sort of coming back into my body and she felt me and she turned around and she looked at me and she said, can I help you? And I said, no, I just came here to be love. And she looked right, right at me and said, thank you. She knew what had happened. She knew, she knew. And that's the moment that I changed my life. That was the first part. The second part of the story was when I got home. I started wailing that now I have to really go short, but I started wailing and, and I like the deepest sorrow there was, and I didn't know why. And I asked within myself, why am I wailing? And the answer was your relationship just ended because in that moment, I knew who I came here to be. And I knew the power. I knew this thing that we talk about called the presence and the universal yeah. presence and, 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 this stuff called affirmative prayer and i knew i could have it all and i knew i'd been settling for 11 years we were great friends but not everything about this relationship was great and i knew i could no longer tell you or anyone else that's going to hear this message that you can have it all if i didn't believe i could and i ended that relationship which blew up my whole life but which brought me to dallas texas a place i said i'd never moved back to because i'd lived here prior and brought me in a co-ministry and then was my soulmate all along didn't know it and i have a granddaughter and i could just keep going i'm a wildlife photographer i'm traveling the world i'm doing ministry and i have more prosperity not in the form of like money but it just comes and on and on and on and this stuff really works and um boundless love is the greatest power and if you ever put it to use everything will change and that taught me that in that moment it's greatest power there is boundless love before i forget because i want to remember your facebook group or facebook page is called be love now and this is a a, this is a page that absolutely heralds this boundless love and you're going to be coming into that page quite regularly aren't you i'm excited to be in there and i'm going to have a be love with yeah, be love with Karen Fry YouTube channel to talk about this kind of stuff. Beautiful, because um, it so feels I, to I me that what happened for you was you were you were so bold and so brave to do what you did and to go back home and realize this love is for you as well, and and that and an ending or just moving away from that your relationship was a whole new experience of love opening up for you. Yes. Yeah. And the forgiveness work with the breast cancer. See, it's all tied together. It's just all yeah. tied. Uh, that boundless love is for us too, as individuals, <clears throat> because we're not left out of it either, but sometimes we no. leave ourselves out of it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I've, I, um, I love what a powerful time. The time. Oh, I, I just, I'm so grateful that you're here for, for everybody that's watching or that will watch this or see it or hear it or feel the energy and the consciousness and the vibration of this. I know I've been moved. I'm moved by you being here. I'm moved by, by your teachings and your wisdom and your knowing. And thank you so much for being so present and sharing so authentically here on The Cosmic Prayer. 
Thank you. And I did see somebody asked again, so I'll say that quickly. So if you go to CSL Dallas's YouTube channel, the talk is entitled Unexpected Blessing. I think it's September 2014, but it's Unexpected Blessing. And then there's one Unexpected Blessing Part 2. So I think I added the word. I put it on the end of the little uh, down here. Unexpected Blessing on YouTube. CSL YouTube. CSL yes, or oh, you know where I'll be. I'll be watching. <laughs> here we go. Your website <laughs> straight after this. I'll be on there watching this. Um, Reverend Karen Fry is the co senior spiritual director minister of CSL Dallas with uh, Reverend Dr. Petra Welds. Together uh, in unity, they create community and bring this teaching to the lives of so many people wow it must be amazing to be with you live on a on your one of your sunday talks or whenever you the day you choose to talk and and share and speak um the teachings of of science of mind if i be there with you (laughs) but i'm not because i know that i can i have watched you online and you, you do live stream your services don't you out to the world Yes, and basis, they're so. all on they're all on our YouTube channel. So being there you go are. back to yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So um so Reverend Karen, at the end of the cosmic prayer, we generally for a couple of minutes share a prayer. Would you would you uh be willing to do that today to share yeah. a, a spiritual mind treatment for whatever's in your heart, whatever you feel uh is right right now? To pray or well, to know truth for. Um, why don't I do it for you, Laura? Oh, wow. That's yes. really. What would you like prayer for? Then everybody really gets to see this at work. What would you like prayer for today? Okay. I would really appreciate prayer for um, for me coming to the final stages of my ministry education and just having that clarity and knowing that everything is handed in correctly and that in the next few weeks as I take part in my exams that everything goes smoothly and for peace here now. Peace here now on our planet, in my heart and in everybody's hearts right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll do that. Okay, so I invite everyone, if if you're comfortable, turn within, whatever that means to you. Turn within to that infinite expression, that which is um, the one life, the one love, the one power, the one expression of everything seen and unseen. It is that which has no circumference to it. It is that which has no borders, no barriers, no boundaries. It's this unabashed givingness of life itself that so fully and freely gives to itself that all of life out pictures in the way that it does in the entire cosmos, perhaps the multiverse and all of that and more. And since it's an unabashed giver, it must be an unabashed receiver because receiving and giving are the same thing. And as I know that this one life is a life of boundless love, I also know that this one life is a a, um, expression of peace. That peace which passes all understanding that is grounded within itself, that has no strife, that has no conflict, that has no um, uh, construct of otherness, division, anything like that, because it serves and loves and expresses itself in and through all things. And so knowing that this one life is this, I know that I am that I am. I am this expression of boundless love, of infinite possibilities of a peace which passes all understanding. I am the conscious place where this one life shows up as Karen. And as I know this to be the truth of my life, I absolutely know this to be the truth of Laura's life. And as I know this to be the truth of her life, I absolutely know this to be the truth of every single person's life and the sound of my voice, no matter when, where, and how they hear it. We are the individualized expression of this one life moving through and as this omnipotent, omnipresent 
expression. And so I speak the word for Laura right here and right now. And I declare and I claim that everything is already laid before her, that the path has already been laid out, that spirit goes in front of her. And so that these things known as exams and anything else that needs to be checked off and I's dotted and T's crossed to move from this point in time, which time is just an illusion to the time that she truly is a, a, a minister within centers for spiritual living that it is a dance of celebration, that there is Einstein time that stretches itself so that there is enough time, space, wherewithal, infinite knowledge, expression, so that she smiles in repose at this entire journey between here and there because she's already there. And so she is a licensed minister within Centers for Spiritual Living, giving her gift and sharing the, the blessing with the world. <clears throat> This is the truth of her life right here and right now. I claim it for it. I command it for her, And I know that it is already so. And it is in this same expression in this in Theos, that enthusiasm of the one life in it itself that's moving through me, the truth that I absolutely know. I need not know how, but I declare and claim that there is a peace right here on this planet. And I mean, P-E-A-C-E. -E. It is a peace which passes all understanding that humanity awakens to its spiritual magnificent and knows that there's nothing but one thing happening right here and right now. And just as I would cut my own hand that if any other hand were to bleed, it's my hand bleeding, and that we are all connected into this one body of life itself, and we serve our bodies, this one body. We're each cells in this one body, and there is no harm, there is no conflict, there is no division that goes to violence, that we can have equitable and calm and, and you know, discussions and that there is enough infinite intelligence to know how this can work right here and right now. And so the outcome is peace. The experience is peace. The truth is peace. We rest in peace, not when we die, but as we live together, cohabitate in communities, in cities, in states, in nations, because again, there's only one thing happening and we co-create, we cohabitate and we coexist as peaceful people. And I'm so grateful to know this. In fact, I'm so grateful to expect this by commanding and claiming this. And so I release these words into the universal law, knowing that the law does its, its thing in full faith and trust. I need not know how, I just know that this is so. So I mark this day, I celebrate this peace, I celebrate this minister, I celebrate this time, I celebrate this word. And I know that it is so by saying, Ashe, Amin, Amen, Aho. And so it is. And so it is and so it is thank you so much for being here for being the amazing 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 individual that you are spirit soul thank you reverend karen my pleasure for Laura, shining you. your light here on the cosmic prayer and for everybody that's watching now and still here of course <laughs> absolutely taking in and wallowing in that beautiful prayer and knowing and uh the i'm going to leave this here csl dallas so anybody can find you and of course on the facebook page we can find you there at be love please go to that facebook pen and uh share that page with your friends tell them and sign up and get ready for reverend karen fry who's going to be there very regularly sharing her love knowing the love and sharing it there on the facebook page and of course, you're on New Thought Media Network, which is an incredible focus ministry, bringing programming, broadcasts, conversations, meditations, spiritual practice, all sorts of amazing and exciting things to you on this uh, thing that we call the internet, <laughs> over the internet. <laughs> and it's reaching your heart in beautiful ways. So I'm going to pop up here the um, 
the link you feel that has moved you and you know that source is your supply then you can go straight to newmedia.org and uh, the love offering link is there because we know sources are supply and this is the way that we show this by showing our faith that faith and belief in the reciprocal process thank you reverend karen my for pleasure being here bye everyone <laughs> New Thought Media Network is on the rise. We're looking to grow with you. Do you have technical media experience or perhaps a desire to learn? Are you willing to volunteer your precious time and attention? We share this message to benefit all. If you possess a computer with a camera and a microphone, we will share our knowledge with you. Behind the scenes or being the star, let us bless our one. Contact us at info at ntmedia.org.